Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman Mazda Hyundai, and Worth the Poor. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. Boom! Oh yeah, it's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022, and today we will talk about my top five positional need rankings following week one of free agency for the Cowboys. They didn't do a whole lot, but they did bring back people, right? They brought in a few people from outside the organization. So I think that has affected some of what they need to do in the draft in regards to priority. They also let go of people. So that has a a big time effect on it as well. And also in the roundup, we'll talk about the Cowboys bringing back a pro bowler. I mean, I'm not kidding, but really not that big of a deal in my opinion but we'll talk about it and there is a bobby wagner update it's not a good one not a good one so we'll get into that you can call into the show 351-999-3787 it's 351-999-3787 uh i don't know what's going on with the uh live chat here i'm not sure how many people are here how many people are not am i the only one that's noticing that in the chat it says one person clearly there's more than one person here uh, but whatever, it is what it is, or as my guy would say. It is what it is. It is what it is. We here. We here. We are live, and we're going to give you guys a good show, as we always try to do here. Uh, if you haven't, make sure you hit that like button on your way in this thing, because I'm pretty sure you'll like the show. And if you aren't subscribed, subscribe to this thing, and follow us on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter, at Skywalker Steel, and follow A to Z Sports Dallas everywhere facebook instagram we on tiktok now they got me on i'm I'm doing tiktoks follow us on tiktok man give us a shout out if you can uh and if you missed the live show make sure you run this thing back here on youtube or facebook or listen to the audio on spotify on google cast and apple Podcasts. all right let's get some shout outs in order for the one person that's in here as youtube is trying to tell me right now Stephen White, what's up? Damien R. Toxic TC. So Toxic TC915 now. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Y'all running with this toxic fan base thing. Uh, Kavarius Hester, Damien R. Mike Harris, Anthony Moore, Eric Young. Uh, we just going to call you Big James. Okay, Big James. You got me yesterday when I called your name wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't like your YouTube name, Big James. And I'm not talking about Big Game James. I'm talking about Big James here. J Mill 88, Professor O, Cash in the Building, aka, I think that's Los. C Burleson, Iceberg Q is going on. Uh, A Lou, Tom Donnie Burner, Count Truth, MDP, Miss Amanda Brown, how are you? Anthony Moore, Joe the Gooner, what's going on, Joe? Mike Harris, I believe I said. Over here on Facebook, Jacob Diaz, Peter Rizzo. Uh, who else we got over here? Uh, Tariq B, Oscar Sullivan, and some more folk are coming up in here. Wayne, what's up, Wayne? Miller, David, my guy, set it off. Chris and uh, Josh. I see you, Josh, in the stage. What's going on? Y'all in here. Y'all in here. That's all that matters. My toxic fans are in here. I guess we can roll with that. I saw already certain people are, are creating shirts. I'm going to be honest. I don't even want that shirt. I want the, the salary cat boy shirt. I like that shirt better. It has the Cowboys uh, font, and instead of Cowboys, instead of Cowboys, it says Catboys. I like that. I'm going to have to rock me one of those things because that's how we operate here in Dallas. We're all about this cap, right? We're all about the cap in Dallas. 
ain't necessarily a good thing either. Uh, Catboy Champ says Tom Downey. Yeah, yeah. But let's get into the roundup because, you know, the Dallas Catboys allocated, for me, a decent amount of money to a position. I'm like, I'm not crying about the money. I just find it kind of funny that they're willing to do that and then they hassle a certain other player over a couple million dollars more. But let's just, you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's get into it. Welcome to my Gucci. It's about that time. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup round them up boys yes indeed the morning roundup presented by texas family fitness strive for progress not perfection fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout progress towards your goals with texas family fitness it doesn't matter what your goals are whether it be for weight loss strengthening up toning up sports or just to get the stress out. That's really my number one thing about working out is just kind of getting the stress out, right? De-stressing. TFF has everything you need. So check out any of the nine locations in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. All right, I know I've been making fun of this Brian Anger signing, but it is what it is. The Cowboys bring back Brian Anger, which, again, we talked about taking the money that you were giving to Greg the Peg Leg. And give it to Brian Anger. You save $2.5 million, I believe, by cutting Greg Lake. And they're paying Brian Anger $3 million per year. I mean, whatever, right? It's a bit rich for me, but it's not like you were doing anything else with the money anyway. I just I just kind of find it funny. You know, we, we, we hassled over a couple million for a player like a J-Ron Curse. They gave the punter $3 million. Nine million over the next three years, three million in total per year, I should say. I'm not the only one that looked at this sideways either. Like, congratulations, anger deserves his bread, whatever. You know, I, I personally, the punter is the punter. He was good for us. Keep good players, great. But I'm not getting all worked up over no damn punter either way, right? Good or bad. But I'm not the only one who thought this was kind of interesting. Melvin Gordon, the running back for former running back. Uh, for the Broncos, gave it a side-eyed look. So my guess, Melvin Gordon is getting, you know, in the in the market, in the free agency market, is getting offers that are worse than Brian Anger. And I know running backs are devalued, but I don't think you could ever be more devalued than a god-dang punter. I, I, yeah. Whatever. Hey, hey, Brian, get your bread. Get your money, man. So he gets three years, $9 million, $3 million per year. He was number one in net average punt last year. He was a second team all pro. I believe he was top five also in average punt yards uh, per attempt. So, you know, he did help the defense. You know, there's people calling him a weapon and things like that. I, and I'm biased. I will come out and admit it to y'all. I really don't care about punters. So y'all can kill me. I know. You know, Brian Anger probably is is it deserves more credit than I give him, and and I give him some credit, but he's a punter. But he was a really damn good one last year for the Cowboys, and they keep him. And the money shouldn't really matter. The Cowboys aren't doing nothing with it anyway. So, congrats on Anger getting the bread. Um, I think he'll he'll be a constant, like I said in the video I dropped, a constant positive, which was the opposite of Greg, the leg. Dre Dre said. 
Can't get a top free agent, but we can sign a punter to top money. It's their guy. Update on Bobby Wagner, which really shouldn't be a surprising update. Uh, this comes from Michael Gelkin. No momentum exists between Cowboys and ex-Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner in free agency. No momentum. Doesn't sound good. Uh, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn and Wagner, who was operating as his own free agent. I'm sorry. As his own agent. They have been in contact. Who was operating. I'm sorry. Strong relationship and belief there, but a 2022 reunion is considered unlikely and a long shot from the start. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me, right? Yeah. It always, it always was a pipe dream for Bobby Wagner, and I'm still holding on to that pipe dream because I'm a toxic Cowboy fan. Yeah, that's what we do. I'm not a delusional Cowboy fan like some fans in this chat here that are super delusional and, you know, Stephen Jones is amazing. He's great. He's the smartest man. Give me a break. But... I'm a realistic person here, and I realistically never thought that Wagner would be coming to the Cowboys, but I hold out that slight chance of hope. And I'll continue to until he doesn't sign with the Dallas Cowboys, but according to Michael Gelkin, it is highly unlikely and a long shot. And from what I heard yesterday, Les Need from the Rams, they're doing their due diligence, which is completely different than our due diligence, on bringing in Bobby Wagner. They bring in Bobby Wagner, Cowboys Nation. Y'all cap people, man. Y'all, I mean, right now, let's be real. The cap stuff, y'all cap people, y'all can just forget about it. Like, that's ridiculous right now if you're looking at the offseason. But if they get Bobby Wagner. Shut up. Say it again. Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say something else. Yeah. All y'all cap people can shut up. Just shut it on up. And then finally, the Cowboys have attended a few pro days yesterday, one being the Texas A&M Pro Day, which was very interesting. Uh, Jalen Wademeyer, who Dallas was connected to a few weeks ago during the the draft process, was awful. Uh, He ran a terrible 5.03 in the 40 and and didn't look good in the drills. And according to one of the NFL players, a scout analyst, I guess, is what you want to call him. Lance Zerline, I think is his name. He says he believes that he's going to go undrafted. Undrafted? That That's a fall from grace. We're talking about a guy who was supposed to be looked at as a top one or two tight end <laughs> to undrafted purely based off of his pro day. Uh, and Bobby Bell, I believe, reached out to some of his people in the NFL, and they kind of believed the same thing. Would you guys take a falling Jalen Watermeyer? Y'all know my pet cat, tight end, mid-round guy, Jelani Woods. I, I'm i a big Jelani Woods fan. So, you know, I'd, I'd have to really go back into the lab and decide on that because I, I like the potential of a Jelani Woods because he's a blocker. Uh, that developed into a pass catcher. And I'm talking about the guy from uh, Virginia, transfer from Oklahoma State. I'm not saying he's better, but if I'm taking a mid-round gamble on the tight end, I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Jelani. I think he could be a fine tight end too. Hell, we could be in play for a damn tight end one for the future. Well, why you say that, Scott? Well, right now your tight end one is franchise tagged. And Kellen Moore... 
was at Iowa State's Pro Day. Who's at Iowa State's Pro Day? Who is the high-end prospect for the Cowboys to take a look at there? Tight end, Charlie Kohler. Actually like that guy, too. I think he could be a guy that goes in the first day, uh, first, the second day. I was going to say first two days. The second day of the draft. It'd be strange for the Cowboys to take a tight end in the first three rounds, though. Not going to lie to you. Because they just franchise tag Schultz, and I, I would imagine they're trying to work out a contract, a long-term contract, uh, with Dalton Schultz. If not, then yeah, you probably should be looking at a futures, uh, future tight end one in the draft. And I wonder if that's where Kellen Moore is at right now. Say, hey, let me go do my homework on Charlie Kohler just in case we need to go ahead and take this guy in case he's the top prospect on the board at the time. And we like what we see. And we want to run more 12 personnel. We've been here before, right? We've been here before. But back to Texas A&M. The Cowboys are bringing in Kenyon Green and DeMarvin Lyell, defensive tackle, on 30 visits. The defensive tackle visit to me is is interesting. Uh, And y'all help me out here, draft people. Does Lyle seem a bit redundant to what we have or what we took last year, if you keep it a bean? Uh, Osa Digizua, right? Osa played some five technique at UCLA and played inside a ton as well. Now, I don't think he's as versatile as DeMarvin, but that's what he's being heralded for, right? Being able to play on the edge, being able to play inside. You kind of got that guy in Osa Digizua. And I see, I've heard at least Bobby Belt say that the Cowboys are high on him. Okay, this is more of that versatility thing. All right, I get it. Okay. But how many of those guys do you want at that position? And and we'll get into my top five needs. And you already know DT is in there. We'll see where it ranks. It has, it did move uh, since free agency. Just a little bit. Uh, and, and I look at it like, well, can he run stop for me down and down now? Can he take on double teams for me down and down now? I really don't care for him to be on the edge. I don't. I got Michael Parsons can play out there. I got uh, Golston that can play out there. I got Dante Fowler that can play out there. And Demarcus Lawrence that can play out there. If I want to get another edge guy that can play the run, I'll get me an edge guy that can play the run. So, DeMarvin Lyell, to me, just seems a bit redundant. Am I, am I, am I misspeaking here? Tom says we need them all. Yeah, that's the thing about talent, right? Is that you can't get mad at bringing more talent into the t- onto the team. And obviously, DeMarvin is talented. Um, I'm just trying to allocate those resources in a wise way. Tripp says Osa is a savage. Keep him inside. I, Osa, to me, so we know how Terrence Steele was the, the most improved guy. I'm looking at Osa to be that guy this year. I think he has it in him. He has a talent. He's got a year under his belt now. He'll get a full offseason to work with guys. I, I think Osa can take that next step and be an impact interior guy. But we still need someone opposite of Osa. Steve says, we have serviceable starters at DT. And that's where I'm trying to I'm trying to go above that. But no true dogs that move people off their mark. Hmm. Got to give you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Upgrade needed to protect our linebackers. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, we got Los on the horn early in the morning. What's going on with you, Los? How you feeling, brother? 
Yo, what up, Sky? Good morning, good morning. It's been a while since I called, just been busy with life, but it's I hope you're blessed. You're blessing everything's going good for you, man. Well, I appreciate yeah. that, man, but and I hope everything's well with you. What you got for us this morning? No, man, just nothing. I uh, just, I know y'all been flinging up cab oil over the week, so I'm glad about that. So I've been enjoying watching that. But I'll say this, my top five needs in order, and I'll give you some names if you want to. And these are realistic names that I've been looking at. So my first need, number one on the list, is O-line. And let's be honest, with that 24 pick, you're going to have your options open with maybe Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, and hopefully cross fingers, Tyler Limbaugh. But if I were to choose, maybe Kenyon Green will maybe fall on your laps. Because even yesterday or today, they're having a pro day at Texas A&M, correct? Pro day where? At Texas A&M? That was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So they might be looking at him. And at D-Tackle... This is my second need. A realistic name that can be falling to us is Neil Farrell Jr. from LSU. Like that kid a lot. He and he plays for a good organization where it's real competitive. My third is linebacker. And not my I really like to see Troy, yeah. Yeah. I, and then I'll leave you off the phone. But yeah, my my third is linebacker and Troy Anderson. He's six four. He Montana State. Real good. Fourth is wide receiver. Oh, man. my God. Go ahead. A wide receiver. It's kind of a tie right now. And I'll tell you why, Sky. You know Cowboys. They like old Boise State. So, Kalir Shakir. I really don't know how to pronounce his name. He, he's a real good flashy kid that can work in the system for Stephen Jones. Or Reggie Robinson's from SMU. And my last on the list, it was going to be safety, but since we got curse signed, I think we're good on that department for just a year or two. I'll put tight end Jelani Woods. Uh, I forgot which college. Let me check real quick. But I think Jelani Woods, he's going to be a still. Oh, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. I was just talking about him. Boy, I thought you was about to name my whole damn list. I was going to hang up on you. Gonna ruin my show before it starts. Nah, it's all good, Scott. But yeah, that's my that was my draft homework, and <laughs> you know, I, so yeah. Hey, I, I, I hope. Hey, I think I think Los over here. He tapped into my computer or something, man. I don't like that. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, you have a blessed day, Sky. Hey, if I if I can say one thing, uh, Sky, you're the you're the true, true film analysis, all right? Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't nah, the true film analysis, brother. I ain't me. There's a lot of other people out there that's the film guy. Hey, but let me say this, bro. Hold on. I, you got to mention this. Did you see what old boy uh, posted, uh, your your old boy, Foots the King, posted? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about on Twitter? Yeah. They cooking, oh, they cooking him. And and see this is why this is this is why I need to get Foots back on the show. I, I we need to have another round table or Foots need to listen to what the hell I'm saying on the round table. He came out and said, Name me another team that has signed players in free agency that helped them get over the hump and they won the Super Bowl. Boy, Twitter lit his ass up. They lit him up. See, Foots was sounding like this. I came to find out that 
draft Twitter does not like free agency, and I'm okay with that. But they cooked him. They done, they rattled off all the damn teams in the last ten years, and 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 he was, you know, he just had to kind of just let that one go. That's my bro, though. And even and, and even this year's guy, look at the AFC West. Like, who wants to be in that division? My goodness. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I'll leave that conversation with you and put it another day. I want to hear that discussion. But yeah, God bless. Guys. You know what? I'll have to bring him on. Appreciate you, Los. Y'all want to see me and Fuss Fuss? We'll fuss about that. But see, sometimes I don't want to. Listen, y'all, I don't want to eat through my brothers. You know? I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to eat through my brothers. No, nah, Los, man, you were starting to name off some of my damn positions here, brother. I should have done. I should have did my show before I I got this phone call. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna roll right into it. Hopefully, y'all just ignore half of what he said. <laughs> and we'll talk about my top five needs. Now, he did not finish it. The fifth one, I differ. The fifth one, I differ. Here are my top five. Here's number five. Offensive tackle. And remember, we did this a few weeks ago. This wasn't on my list just yet because Lyle Collins was still on the team. And with the Dallas Cowboys electing to move on from Lyle Collins, whether you agree with it or not, one thing for certain is that the depth took a hit on this team, right? You, just two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever, you had Tyron Smith, you had Lyle Collins, and you had Terrence Steele. To me, that is a good, rot- I don't want to say rotation, that is a good three-man lineup at offensive tackle. Really damn good. You cut Lyle Collins, and let's remember, Tyron Smith is not a guy you can depend on for 14-plus games anymore. So having offensive tackle depth is massive for this team. And if we take a look at the current offensive tackles on the team, you got Tyron Smith, Terrence Steele, okay, Josh Ball, and Isaac Alicone. From a broad view, from a macro perspective, Tyron and Terrence, I think, will do just fine at offensive tackle. But once you get into that micro perspective and you really start diving into this position, this is a position that's filled with question marks. Can Tyron Smith stay healthy? What is Josh Ball? Is still the real future of the position, and don't scoff at me when I say that. And how high do they value this position in the draft? Now that Lyle was gone, I think this is a, a, a position as we speak right now that the Cowboys need to kind of be eyeing on in the top 100. And I know y'all said, well, we picked Josh Ball last year. I don't know what the hell Josh Ball is, Cowboys Nation. I don't know. And I can't count on Tyron Smith for, to stay in a lineup for 13, 14 or more games. I, I can't. It's a 17-game season now, so even if he's in the lineup for 13 or 12, you're talking about four or five games, and we saw what that could potentially do to you. A couple games can do to you. So my question to you guys is, should the Cowboys spend a top 100 pick on offensive tackle? Should the Cowboys spend a top 100 pick on offensive tackle? Draft guys, draft guys out there, and ladies, Draft guys and ladies, help me with this one too. Daniel Falele. To me, he comes off as a as a project. But 
it, it seems like he's a project that the NFL loves. Right? 6'8", 6'9", 370, 380, almost 400 pounds. Tools to work with. And because he's a project that the NFL loves, is he going to go higher than he needs to go? Because I look at it, I feel like Falele could be a guy, if I'm saying that right, could be saying it wrong, a guy you take in the third round or something on a normal year. And I'd be okay with taking a project to work with. Maybe he doesn't have to play that much year one, come in year two and have a, uh, uh, an impact. But for draft people, is is, is Daniel Falele, am I saying that right? Professor O says not a fan of him. That's the thing about him. I am. I don't think he belongs in the top of the tackle names. But as a project, if I can get him in, in the mid, or mid rounds, and there's other guys as well, I'm looking for a project or I'm looking for a guy that I can develop, not necessarily a guy to step in in day one. Because if I want a guy to step in day one, I'm taking that guy in round one that year. I need to get all the value out of my first round pick. I'm not a fan of getting him and sitting him. He did get worked at the senior bowl. He absolutely did. He needs, he is a big ball of clay, literally. And I can't, I can't put my finger on it, Oscar. Why, why it seems like he's a guy that's being talked about as a top 50 pick. That is strange to me. Mike says, uh, good traits, but needs work. I need, I need more info on Daniel. A fourth rounder to me says, Danny, that's what I was looking at him like. You know what I mean? I was looking at him like a third, fourth round type of guy. I've not looked at Tariq Woolen. I've kind of, there's a couple positions, Derek, that I've kind of just ignored because of the, where we stand at running back. Uh, corner's been another one. I, I just don't see the Cowboys really taking guys in the top 100 at those spots. Um, but I'll take a look if you want. Uh, set it off. Chris said, absolutely. So are we are we, are we we in agreement here that the Cowboys need to take an offensive tackle in the top 100 picks? I would, I would say yes as we speak. There's still there's still free agency left. Uh, they can get a swing tackle, uh, but if we're looking at the future of the position, I don't think it hurts to grab you one to kind of mold. I don't know what Josh Ball is. I'm not putting any confidence in him right now. I, I didn't see nothing. I went to a bunch of practices in camp last year. You know where he was at, Cowboys Nation? He was on the side with the cords. Hurt. No preseason. No games, no nothing. I have nothing on there. So all you, if you say I believe in Josh Ball, it's blind optimism. That's all. It's blind optimism. All right, let's get to number four. And again, this is where it got a little bit creepy for me when it comes to Los. Dude start rattling off my damn list. Wide receiver is definitely number four right now. And the more I dive into this position, Cowboys Nation, for the Cowboys, the more I think this is one of the most trickiest positions to deal with. On one hand, C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup should be a solid one-two punch, right? Like that should you look at that from a distance and you say, "Yeah, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, bam, I love it." On the other hand, Michael Gallup's injury history is not the greatest, right? He'll likely miss all of camp and probably the start of the season, which could then bump up Washington to wide receiver too. And then the depth behind them, it's not like it was last year where I felt like Dallas wide receiver room was stacked, right? Like guys like said, Wilson had to be wide receiver four. 
when he's really a wide receiver three around the league. And it's tricky because, you know, the Cowboys have a wide receiver one that they're thrusting into that role. You know, they just paid a wide receiver two. Now, do I allocate high resources to another wide receiver? When the skill position really isn't the main issue with the Cowboys, it's it's very it's very tricky to work around. I mean, if we take a look at the current wide receiver room, this is it right here: C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, James Washington. But again, like I said, Gallup's not going to probably be ready. Uh, so that means James Washington, as we stand right now, is your wide receiver too. Noah Brown, Simi Fehoko, T.J. Vasher. It's not a fun room. So where do you go with this position? Do you take it in for in round one? I'm not ready to say that unless that wide receiver is so far high on your board that it's just super value because I think they can get a guy in the top 100 to fill a specific role. The way the room is constructed right now, I'm looking for a guy that can operate inside out, not outside in, inside out. And, and some of those names, as you guys know, right? Sky Moore. Chris Alave, John Mechie Jr. is a guy that, that I'm starting to come around to as well. Uh, Mechie is, is one of those guys that he's not the top first round name guy. He tore his ACL, so he's a hurt guy. Just like, you know, Pickens, who's another guy Cowboys attached to. Jamison, another guy Cowboys could be attached to. But I think he could fit the role, right? Quick, sudden, elusive. Can help you beat those zone defenses that the Cowboys have trouble dealing with. Um, and he has the speed to break loose. He's a 4-3 guy. But I think the draft is deep enough to where you can get a wide receiver to fit a role, a specific role in Dallas in the top three rounds. But another reason why it's tricky is because I might need that wide receiver to be the guy, right? Not right now. Not right now, but... And maybe in a year or two, they may not they might not be feeling Lamb. They might not be feeling Michael Gallup. And now we're back at square one. So square one. So if you take a guy in round one, he's gonna be the guy at some point. So wide receiver's tricky to me, but I do think it's uh number four on my list right now. Super chat. A couple super chats in the building. I do like Alec Pierce too, by the way, Chris. B Bird, my OG in the building. He says, what's up, Sky? I'm recovering from knee surgery, and the doctor said I should be able to run a 4-3 in a 20-yard dash. <laughs> hey, appreciate you as always, B-Bird. And, you know, hopefully you have a healthy and happy recovery on your knee surgery. And he said, my doc said I should be able to run a 4-3. A 4-3 in what? 4-3, 4 minutes and 30 seconds? <laughs> nah, um, I had knee surgery a few times. I tore my meniscus and one of my ligaments a while ago. And I still have the scars from my one my knee surgery. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. Don't get it twisted. I'm a little dude, but I've been banged up playing basketball and football my whole damn life. Been banged up. Uh, another super chat. Super chat. Joe the Goner, thank you for the two dollar donation. It says Max Mitchell, tackle from Louisiana. All right, that's another name I gotta write down. Another name I got to write down. All right, let me get to the horn and get my OG, my other OG, my boy, Set It Off Chris. What's up, Set It Off Chris? 
Hey, what's up, man? I want you to finish the list because Los tried to kill your show Bruh, at the beginning. I listen. just want you to finish your list, dog. No, he took, I mean, literally took the whole entire first four, but it's cool. It's all good. You know, we'll go back to it. Yeah, it's dope. Hey, show was great. Hey, listen, I got a question for you. And, uh, you know, we kind of glossed over. I mean, we made a big deal about Curse because mm-hmm. Curse helps out. But I also think Anger is another defensive piece because of his ability to give uh, the opposing team's uh, offense, give them long fields. And that's what Quinn wants, and that helps you unleash certain things. I don't – I think – and me and um, me and Brandon uh, from Franklin Football, we were talking about this last night. We said, I think they're done at free agency. Because I think the two positions they have not really gone after in free agency, which they don't go after a lot of people, they have not gone after offensive guard. And they haven't gone after D tackle. They haven't signed another D tackle. They haven't yeah. brought Urban back. Uh, you know what I'm um, thinking? We, you know, we think we, said it all, Chris, about about the defensive tackle. I feel like they're going to go that Urban route again, and I think it's a mistake. I think they're going to bring in a, a veteran on a, a minimum deal and try to just get by because that's just kind of been their mo, and I don't like it. Well, I think this is my feeling. I think everybody you were talking about the second year jump. You said Osa might be that guy to make the Terrence Steele second-year jump. I don't believe that. I think the guy who's going to make the second-year jump is going to be Micah. And I think Micah's <laughs> going to mess around and be defensive player of the year. And, and, and I know because we say his first year, yeah. how the heck do you go from, from what he did? But Micah's going to make the second-year jump. And I think by bringing Curse back, and you talked about it eloquently uh, yesterday, was you got your other pass rusher. You ain't got to go sign another pass rusher because no. you just got him back. By signing Curse, you see what I'm saying? You got you got your depth. You got Dorrance, you got Fowler, you got Demarcus Lawrence, and you got you got Micah. So now you can say, okay, let me go get another linebacker. Since Wagner's not going to come um, because he's looking for something else, my thing is, I think you go find um, a guard or a D tackle, maybe in free agency. Name that came across that I heard. Um, you know, by going through YouTube, because I, I don't listen to the national people. Um, I, I'd love to bring in Will Hernandez. Uh, nasty from the Giants. Uh, physical. Loved him when he was coming out to draft and getting him on a one, one-year deal. Nasty. And nasty. Definitely nasty. And you kind of need that. Um, and I think that age in making Biotish the center we need, because I understand we all love Lichter, you know, Tyler Lichtenbaum, but I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a proponent of giving uh, Tyler Biotis time to grow, get stronger, things of that nature. We, we, just, keep, we just keep making the, the legend, and we do that as Cowboy Nation. We make our guys legendary. You know, we made Tony legendary. Yeah. We show as hell made Jason Witten legendary. We, uh, and, and now we're to the point of making – Travis Frederick, legendary. I still remember the night they drafted him. I was like, who the hell is Travis Frederick? But Travis Frederick turned around to be a great player because he had amazing guards in a Ron Leary and in a Zach Martin. You give Tyler Biotis a, a stellar left guard and we stop having these. Well, you use the term stellar left guard. Ain't no stellar left guard in free agency. Ain't one. Oh no 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 no! The stellar left guard is in your draft. Yeah, and I've already got my pe- I've already got my pet cat. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here I'm looking at this for, list. Uh, 
I, brother, yeah. I, I don't think no. they're going to sign a guard. Uh, but you know, here, here's why. Right. And, and, and I'll get to it when I get to, to, to my guard spot on this thing. They have their veteran yeah. backup guard. His name is Connor McGovern. Oh, no, not. Yep. No, no. We no, we see, no, Connor can play right. Connor can't play left. Connor can, Connor can hold, he can hold it right. He, he I feel if, if they sign a guard in free agency, it'll be a guy to compete with with McGovern to be guard four, guard three, possibly. But I think they're going to draft okay. a guy. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I guess they could sign another guy in free agency. But I'm just looking at the free agents. I mean, you're talking about a bridge guy, but but I'd rather just draft one. Guard, to me, is similar to uh, linebacker and wide receiver. I feel like you can plug and play those dudes. Right. I, I just believe if you get a guard, he's got to have the flex to be able to go and play tackle, which kind of leaves me locked into only one guy who I can think can do that, and I think that's Kenyon Green, who has the ability. They, you know, people think Zion Johnson is that guy who can kind of do it, but I, I just see the versatility with uh, Green, him being a, a up up and down the line guy at Texas a and He's kind of one of your guys. So I know you're going to go over it. Or, 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 you know, or my man, or my man uh, uh, Rodriguez is going to hit it. Uh, the 30 visit guys are going to be huge to find out kind of which direction they're going. Yes, I can't wait to get the and, full uh, list of that 30 visit so we can have an right. idea. Dallas usually drafts right. one or two of those guys from that visit. Absolutely, that's a definite deal. But listen, I'm going to get out the way. I'm going to listen to the rest of the list, man. I got to hit you on Twitter on something because I'm going, uh, going up in your neck of the woods and um, up in Maryland, uh, no, up in Philly. To, okay. uh, to a um to a camp, and I want to know I want to know if nephew's gonna be there, and we can go and talk from there, bro. Yeah, man, he been he been moving around, he been at all these damn camps, so definitely let me know, and I will reach out to my cousin to see if he uh if he's gonna be there. No doubt, no doubt, man. Hey, man, love the show, Cowboy Nation. Hit the like button. I continue to listen. Talk to you later, bro. All right, brother. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Guard, I mean, guard is gonna be on my list. We'll get to it in a second, but I I'm still I just still believe that. They're looking at Connor McGovern as their their swing guy per se. Um, they they could. I mean, there's names. Uh, is Billy Turner still available? Is it, or no? I mean, because I'm looking at Spot Rack. It says sometimes Spot Rack didn't update it right away. Trey Turner is he still available? Billy Price wasn't good. Hernandez wasn't good either, to be honest. He's just a nasty. That's why I said, yeah, he nasty. You know, he, he's he's a nasty guy, but he wasn't all that good last year. Uh, I know Quentin Spain was one of the first offensive guards I heard. But I feel like they're going to say, hey, we'll use that money elsewhere. And I'll look at uh, Connor McGovern as their guy. All right, before I get to number three on this list, let me tell you guys about the ride of the week this week, which is the Freeman Hyundai ride of the week. 2022 Hyundai Kona. I got that right. 2022 Hyundai Kona is this week's ride of the week. Subcompact SUVs are hot these days, combining the features of their larger counterparts with city-friendly dimensions and wallet-friendly price tags. A few manufacturers have embraced the ever-growing category with as many choices as Hyundai. The 2022 Hyundai Kona is available in four trim levels, ranging from a well-equipped base SE trim to a loaded limited, along with a sporty inline version. This subcompact SUV offers a lot for its accessible price. Great on gas mileage. Has the backup camera. I feel like it needs to be in every car. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. 
and plenty more features that I think the modern family would love and need in today's era. So check out freemanhyundai.com for more information on this week's ride of the week. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. So, I saw my guy Oscar Sullivan in the chat, right? Had a little fun real quick. He said, who's winning in a 40? He said, you are Law Nation. Now he said who's winning in a 40 between you and Foots. Let me just say this real quick. I dust Law. I love you, Law, but I dust you in a 40-yard dash. Y'all want to see that happen? I would love to see that happen, honestly. I would love to see it. Me and Law Nation run a 40. Foots, I don't know. Foots, Foots a little bit more slender. And I know he out there. He be running. So Foots might got be in the 40 on, on, on in the 40 yard dash or in general. I don't run as much no more, but I know. I was out there with Lord Nation at the start. I seen him run some routes. I dust you, Lord. I love you to death, bro. But I dust you. I'm just saying. Pull up. Now we can do it. We can set it up. Hey, hey, Oscar, we can set it up. Law Nation only live about 20 minutes from me. So, you know, we, we could definitely set that up right down there at the star, you know, and get the cameras and everything. Now, I know last year, or was it two years ago, um, the YouTube community was trying to set up a flag football game. <laughs> I'm about to say, I don't know if Vodge is watching. Big game, James and Vach. Oh my God, I'm about to be in tears. <laughs> Woo, those dudes had me crying all off season that year. I think it might have been 2020. They really like Vach was training. He was training. He was ready because James, Big game, James and Vach was talking mad trash for this for this uh, flag football game. So I hope they bring that back. I would love to watch. I would love to watch. But yeah, yeah. So if y'all want to go ahead and send the shots fired over to my guy Law Nation. Dust you in the 40, bro. <laughs> All right, let's get back to my list. Let's get back to my list. That that my guy Los already, yeah, you know I mean, already said. So number five was offensive tackle. Number four, wide receiver. Number three, linebacker. Let's be real. This this position hasn't been fully addressed. And and I hesitate to say it's been addressed at all. I don't give a damn about no LVE. But I feel like one of these next two positions I'm talking about, which is the middle of the defense positions, they need to beef up either in free agency or the draft. Because as we stand right now, I'm I'm not I don't have a ton of confidence running out this linebacker room. Micah Parsons aside. So there's Micah. There's LVE, Jabril Cox coming off of the ACL surgery, and then Luke Gifford. And all you got to do is look at the LVE contract to see they don't really believe in him either. Let me go ahead and pull up this tweet. This is LVE's contract from Aaron Wilson broken down. Remember, it was one year, we heard, we heard one year, three million, but we didn't know the numbers with all within that. 
has a one-year, $2 million deal with the $500 signing bonus, which ain't nothing. $1.75 million guaranteed. Now, this is weird. $1.75 million guaranteed, $1.25 salary guaranteed. So to me, when I look at this, I'm looking at it like, well, if, if LVE doesn't live up to it in the offseason or throughout the season, he could face the same fate that Jalen Smith had, get cut. If they truly believed in LVE of being that guy, he would have got a bigger deal than this. He would have got a multi-year deal. They don't really believe in LVE. They're doing what they usually do, right? Cover their bases. Well, we can bring back a guy that started for this team, knows the system, knows the coach. Uh, He's not a monumental, terrible player or whatever, right? He has his moments. He picks his spots. Um, But Adair, I don't don't think that this signing stops you from not even close. I don't think it covers your bases, to be honest with you, from taking a linebacker in the first two or three rounds, like at all. So I look at that room. You could argue linebacker is higher. Remember, it was number one for a while on my list because we had no linebackers in the room. They brought back LVE. I slide it down just a little bit. And, and again, the reason why I was like, Lois, dog, you in my head. Troy Anderson. We talked about Troy Anderson yesterday. Troy Anderson is, is one of my favorite mid-round guys um, because of his freak athleticism. Give me a freak athlete like that next to Michael Parsons at some point, and let's rock. But he's not the only one. I mean... There are so many linebackers that I, I would be shocked if the Cowboys don't take one in the first two or three rounds. And in fact, I wonder if given the opportunity, Cowboys Nation, if they'll double up at the linebacker spot, similar to what they did last year on the defensive line. It might sound crazy when you think about a double, you know, take two linebackers in the same round. I mean, they took Osa and Ghostin last year. Defensive linemen, tweener types. And your linebacker room, it, it, there's nothing in there to boast about besides Michael Parsons. And I love Jabril Cox. He just didn't get a chance to show himself any towards ACL. So I, I've got to kind of put him on a pin in, in Jabril Cox. We're looking at the future of the position. There's not a whole lot there besides Micah. So, you know, Troy Anderson, Chad Boom, McQuay Walker, Channing Tindall, Y'all like the guy, Leo, Leo Chanel. I, I think he's a bit bigger than, than what coach would want. But they did just re-sign LVE. And he ran a pretty impressive 40 for a 250-plus pound, <clears throat> excuse me, 250-plus pound linebacker. So regardless, though, there, there's going to be a ton of linebackers, I think, Cowboys Nation, that uh, Dallas can take that fits what Dan Quinn wants. i let Dan Quinn decide. If Dan Quinn wants a Leo Chanel, take but I'll just let Dan Quinn rock because I think he's done a really good job at selecting linebackers and getting the best out of them. I mean, I forget where that, I don't even know if I have that graphic up anymore. Let me see if I can find it. Nah, I can't find it. Oh, uh, maybe this is it. Hold up. Maybe this is it. Yeah, here we go. If you take a look at Dan Quinn's track record, Deion Jones is a good linebacker. Devondre Campbell was just an all pro. Foyer Luaquan just led the league in tackles and was a super playmaker the last couple years. Michael Parsons, I mean, it's Michael Parsons, right? Like, his track record is not bad, and Michael Walker has been a serviceable backer as well. Duke Riley might be the only one he drafted in the top three or four rounds that really didn't pan out to be a, a really good linebacker, but I trust Dan Quinn. So if Quinn wants to get whoever he wants to get at backer, 
Y'all should trust him too. Uh, Trey said ACLs for linebackers easier for them to get back because of the position. Correct. Um, I don't think ACLs are, are what they were years ago. So when I say, when I come at Jabril Cox for his ACL situation, I'm, I'm doing so because it, because he tore his ACL, I wasn't able to see it all on the field last year. That's all right. Like, I don't, I don't want to come in here and blow smoke up your butts talking about Jabril Cox is going to be amazing. I thought he, if he would have showed us some of that, I would have more confidence going in next year. I like Jabril Cox. I like the potential in Jabril Cox, but the facts are right now, we ain't, we haven't seen enough because these fools elected to roll with Jalen Smith and uh, uh, LVE. I said this at the start of the year last year. Rip it off. Rip the Band-Aid off. Jalen Smith is not the future. He's probably not going to be here 2023 and they cut him. LVE is not the future. He didn't start until dudes got hurt and it was clear. He's It's clear now he's not the future. He signed a one-year deal. They can get right out of and cut him and nothing to do with it. So just play Jabril damn Cox. Let him go through his lumps and see what we got. Once he started to get in just a little bit, you saw him do some, some things. Uh, but then he tore his ACL. And tore his ACL. So, here we are. Back at looking at the linebacker position with question marks. Michael Armstrong said, I'm riding with Quinn. Same, you know. Maybe I'm, maybe it's the fan in me that's giving him the benefit of doubt. Maybe it's just the realist in me that, that, that saw what he did with the players he had last year. But I'm not questioning Dan Quinn in regards to player personnel acquisitions. Dante Fowler's... Um, the draft, whatever. I'm not questioning who he wants. Steven said he had Cox as a safety with curse, but he's an, you're, an, you're not an idiot, Steven. Um, a lot of people had Jabril Cox down as a safety, but I, th I thought he came in right away. If, I don't even know if I have his, his highlights still up. It's preseason, but whatever. He came in right away and showed that he could play linebacker. He had the traits to do it. He, he just needed to play. Joseph over on Facebook is bringing up uh, a Jabo. Uh, Sky, Michigan defensive end will drop to the second or third round with the ACL tear. Would you use a pick to do a Jalen Smith move? Third round? Sure. Second round, I think uh, I think I need my first and second round picks. The way this team is constructed, constructed, I need you to come in. I need you to play now. I'm trying to win now, right? I know these picks are for the future, but that's what's funny about Dallas. The draft is supposed to be more than about the first year, right? It's it's a four to five year process on, on prospects. But when you solely rely on the draft, now I need my probably first three or four picks to be heavy contributors. It doesn't have to be starters in regards to the third and fourth round, but you got to be heavy contributors. And last year they were. Golston was, Osa was, but you also saw the effects of having a rookie having to be that kind of contributor. Osa hit the wall. Golston hit the wall. Nashawn didn't see the field. Boss man couldn't see the field. The only guy that played start to finish and didn't hit no damn wall but ran through it was Micah Parsons. So that's where you get in trouble as an organization when you're like, hey, man, we're, we're drafting so our rookies can come in here, all of them. <laughs> And play. All right. 
You better hope your rookies help you get over the hump. Yeah, um, Anthony Hatcher said, bro, Skywalker got one like on YouTube, man. Something respect on my G's channel. So, Anthony Hatcher, it's not, it's not that there's one like. Something is wrong with YouTube right now. Uh, it's showing me there's one person watching. So, I'm not really sure what's going on, Cowboys Nation. Appreciate you, Joe. Super chat. With the $5 donation. Thank you. Marcelo B says, please don't draft any injury-prone players. <laughs> That's right up the Cowboys alley, man. That's right up the Cowboys alley. Any other linebackers you guys like? Any other linebackers you guys like? Let me read off some of these names here. I know Brandon Smith, Penn State alum. I'm pretty sure Micah is going to be uh, advocating for him. He, he looks to be a, probably a day two type of guy. Christian Harris was phenomenal at his uh, pro day. I'm sorry. In the uh, combine. I'm a big Chad Muma fan. Because he reminds me of Sean Lee. You look at him. He's he's not the fastest. But he did run what? A 4-5 four, four or something like that. Not a 4-5. Four, 4-6. Four, so he's not fast at all. But he's one of those guys. High at football IQ type of dude. Uh, who else y'all got on here? Yeah. Muma is one. Dean. Well yeah. Nicobe Dean and the Devin Lloyds. Those are kind of the obvious ones in the first round. If they take them, great. But I'm kind of looking at day two-ish guys, day three guys, because I feel like you can get one. Damon Clark, or is it Demond Clark? Quay Walker, obviously. Anybody out there familiar with the S or the Ole Miss cat Sam Williams, the dude who run, um, who ran like a 4-3 or something ridiculous, a 4-4 four, four at 265 pounds. To me, he feels like an outside linebacker in a 3-4, but is he somebody that could play in a 4-3 as an outside linebacker? Danny says he's an edge. That's kind of how I was feeling a little bit. He's an edge. Hector says, do you think the Cowboys will move up in the draft to double dip in the first round? I haven't done that in a long time. All I can give you is the data that I have. And when's the last time Dallas did that? You know, they're not a, they're not a move around type in the draft, but except, except for move back. I think the last time they moved up was uh, Mo Claiborne, which is interesting. They moved up to get Dez two years later, moved up to get Mo, and they probably, like, you know what, we done. We've done for a decade. Uh, and then I think the last time he moved up in a second was for uh, Demarcus Lawrence. All right, let's get the number two. Let's get the number two. And this is where this position kind of flipped. Oh, not the one. This is where the position kind of flipped for me. Uh, defensive tackle was number one on my list a few weeks ago. It slightly moved down, but it's still one of two. Defensive tackle absolutely still has to be addressed. And I'll bring that list back up that shows who the Cowboys have. At some point, the Cowboys have to do something here, right? Something. When you go look at the last two times the Cowboys were in the playoffs and they were defeated both times, they were ran on at an alarming rate. Not saying one guy is going to stop all of that, but... They need to allocate resources there in a real manner, not Brent Urban on a one-year minimum deal, not Carlos Watkins, not these guys. Now, they have time. There's still opportunity and free agency to do that. There's still guys out there to do that. But as we speak now, defensive tackle is, if it ain't one, it's two. And we did this before. I'll show you again, though. This is the defensive tackle room. Neville Gallimore, Osa Digizua, Tristan Hill, Quentin Bohanna. Bo is not, I don't think Bo is ready just yet to be D 
DT one in regards to a space eater impact player. He's got he's got to get better, and he'll tell you he's got to get better. So he's a rotational guy at best right now. Tristan Hill is what he is, what he is, right? It is what it is. It is what it is. Osa is a three, through and through. He's a three, and Neville, you know, you know, Neville, we're going to year three now. It's time to show it, right? Neville came back, played, pretty, you know, played pretty well first game or two, kind of was just a guy after that. Now he was big. He got swole a little bit, so maybe he'll come in and be your your defensive tackle one. But but I'm looking for that pure pure one tech type dude a guy who can impact on the interior from opposite of osa digizua cannot just chew up double teams but bust through them but i do like the combination of neville and osa digizua especially when you look at how dan quinn operates on the defensive line he likes to use multiple guys right they're not going to play more than 35 snaps, right? 40 snaps top. So Neville and Osa make a great tandem as a three, three tech. Who's my one? Who's my one? And we know Jordan Davis. That's that's my guy. But that's not Jordan Davis right there. Devontae Wyatt. And I know I probably shouldn't say this, especially since Professor O is probably watching this. But damn it, I think he could play the one tech. <laughs> I think he can do it. I'd be willing to give it a shot. Now you got true one text and Jordan Davis and the cat from UConn and uh Big Country. I'm calling you Big Country. This is probably it's probably wrong to be calling him Big Country, but was it uh, uh the cat from Arkansas? Another one of those one texts. But if Jordan Davis is not there, which he's likely not. Yeah, I'll be cool with what. Okay, okay, Professor O's not mad at me. I, I thought you might. I, I thought you might have been upset with me saying Wyatt at the one tech there. He says he can play one. All right, if he can play one, then let's go. Ridgeway, thank you, thank you, Jose Ridgeway. Is it John Ridgeway, aka we call him Big Country? Y'all remember Big Country uh, from the Grizzlies? Kind of remind me. Scott, when was the last time we had a decent one tech? We haven't valued it. I brought this up last year. We we just haven't valued that position. It's been a lot of threes. It's been Rob Marinelli who likes to get up field. Um, I can't say that Jay Ratliff was one. He was a nose tackle in Wade Phillips' scheme, but it's Wade Phillips' three four is not your typical three four. He likes penetrating nose tackles. He, 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 I'm not saying he won't get a big guy, but that, that's kind of where Wade was at as the new age of football started to take on. Um, Russell Maryland? I don't even know if Leroy Glover, the lunatic, shout out to the lunatic in the building, would consider him a one tech, but Leroy Glover, by the way, Cowboys Nation, a guy who they signed in free agency, that was a beast back then. Um, that's a good question. I mean, Russell Maryland comes to mind, but... Uh, that's so far back, right? Like, who is it? Who's the last? What'd you say? I, I'm going to make sure I use my words right here. A decent one, Tech. I, so decent. You didn't, I thought you were going to say, like, really good. I don't know. 
Tank Johnson. Oh, goodness. We tried with Don Terry Poe. What's the cat from it? He went to Atlanta or he was from Atlanta. He was a three-tech. Oh, uh, McLean. McLean was good, but I think he was a three-tech, right? I don't think I don't think he was a one tech, but McLean injured guy. I was going to say Chad Henning. I was going to bring up Chad Henning, but we're look, look what we're talking about. This is the problem with us, Cowboys Nation, man. Most of our success is so damn long ago. We got to dig deep thirty years ago to talk about it. That's sad, man. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought David McLean was a three, but that just goes to show you that we we haven't really had consistent success on the interior at any spot. Three or one. Jay Ratliff, Leroy Glover in the 2000s. Think about that for a second. And I'm just I'm spitballing because I haven't sat here and researched. Leroy Glover was signed in free agency. was phenomenal. All pro pro bowling. Jay Ratliff was part of that. I'll call it historic because it helped turn around the Cowboys organization. 2005 draft class. Other than that. When it comes to consistent defense and tackle play, not one-year wonders. I love you, Jay Hatch, but yeah, one year. It really hasn't happened. So Dallas is still trying to find that. Same with safety. They're still trying to find that consistency at the position, man. Henry Melton was signed, and he kind of flamed in and out. Yeah. All right, let's get to number one before I get to number one. I might have to go to Worth the Poor my dang on self, but let's talk about Worth the Poor in the Colony of Texas. Had a good time at Worth the Poor on Friday. We'll have to do that uh, again. Take the edge off of game day. Stop by Worth the Poor Spirits and Wine in the Colony of Texas. Worth the Poor is a family-owned and operated luxury liquor store with affordable prices and a wide variety of spirit, wine, and beer samples available, making your drink of choice decision easier than ever. And for that game day party that won't end, they even offer liquor deliveries to all of Denton County. So, if you're watching the NCAA March Madness, you got your bracket and stuff, you don't want to go anywhere, hit up Worth the Poor. They will deliver if you're in Denton County. And if you're not, you can still give them a call, pass along your zip code, and they'll schedule delivery, a delivery if they can. Or download Worth the Poor app, sign up, get your delivery today, you'll be good to go. Visit WorthThePoor.com for more information. Y'all, y'all rattling off more names. Marcus Spears, um, a five technique guy, right? Defense end in the in the three four. I guess we could. I guess we could maybe we could cheat a little bit. Chris Canty's another one we can kind of cheat with. Those guys were three three four defensive ends, right? I wouldn't really say they were one tech guys, but but hey, they were. I think that Canty was was uh, consistent. Hatcher, another one. This is this is not. So Jason Ferguson, Professor O, did not work out. That was one of those signings for Bill. Bill, actually, I thought he signed some decent guys that worked out, but that one didn't work out for us, unfortunately. All right, number one, easy, right? This is easy. Offense guard. We talked about it earlier. We've set it off, Chris. Cowboys are still in the market at offense guard. I don't think McGovern is that guy. I think at best he's a serviceable backup. If need be, can step in for some, some a series, two series, a game, or two at most. But um, he had the opportunity to get that position and grab it by, by the stranglehold, right, and, and say, this is mine. He didn't. 
They didn't. And even if they wanted to give him a shot to be the starter, he's going into the final year of his contract. And he just hasn't done enough to me to lock down that spot. So I'm not counting on Connor McGovern to be my guy. And you can't go into this season with offensive tackle questions and guard questions. And you haven't addressed this position in free agency. B4, B47 Vic says, McGovern is our future right guard. Yeah, I don't see that, brother, man, at all. Where you think, where you think Zach Martin going, bro? He's not going anywhere. Neither, and he shouldn't. I'm with Zach Martin until he decides to retire. Connor McGovern's not going to sniff an ounce of the talent that, that Zach Martin has. A hurt Zach Martin. An old Zach, I don't give a damn. Right. So and he's on one year. I'm not I'm I'm not signing Connor. I'm not re-signing Connor McGovern, bro. No, 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 no. So go get you your left guard in the draft, I think. And McGovern's your backup. If you don't want to get your guard in the draft, which I think would be a mistake, then go out here and get one of these cast offs in free agency. That's what you do. You say because McGovern can't play left guard, you can't. But he ain't playing right guard either. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, like Martin's not going anywhere. Thus, Connor McGovern's fit on this team is just to be a swing guard, swing backup guard at this point. <laughs> McGovern future, future Hall of Fame tight end. Uh, Wayne says, Scott, what do you think about getting Quentin Spain as a guard? That way we don't have to go guard at pick 24. You don't have to go guard at pick 24 right now. That's the beauty of, I think, of the position. I think I can get a guy in the top 50, top 75, depending on, obviously, your scheme, your traits, what you want to do with them, that could come in and start right away. Does that mean they're going to be pro bowler? No. But I don't think you need to go guard. You don't have to. Even though it's number one on my positions of need, that doesn't mean it's number one at 24. Now, if you get one of the studs to fall to you, you know, yes, you take them, right? Um, and as for Quentin Spain, I think they have their version of Quentin Spain. I said this to set it off, Chris. I think they view McGovern as a guy that, okay, I don't have to go out and sign me a free agent guard because I have my free agent guard on the roster. Connor McGovern. And what's up with Isaac Alacone? Right, tackle guard. He's another guy. Or they, they they're keeping him around for whatever reason. I understand he's a fan favorite. I want some. I want me some cake. Once you get past all the fandom, been here going on now three years. Haven't hit the roster. Haven't made the roster. Haven't really made a splash. This is your last year now. You can't. We can't hold on to Isaac Gattacom for that uh, extra roster spot for the international player anymore. His time is running out. I got to show something. Felipe says it's a double dip at O-line, center and guard a possibility. Center. Double dip. If I'm taking a center, again, remember how I feel about center. If if it's not Tyler Linderbaum, I'm not touching center in the top four rounds. I got other other pressing needs. So maybe they double dip in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Again, though, I want to see about 
Matt Fournier. I want to see about Matt Fournier. Kenyon Green's my favorite lineman, says Jay. Uh, easily wouldn't mind him first round, 100%. Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson, Tyler Lindemann, these are kind of the top guys, interior guys in round one. A lot of people were bringing up J.C. Treader. The uh, free agent. Oh, is Dallas really going to spend money, though? Right? Like, J.C. Treader, I think, would be an upgrade over Tyler Biotish. But Dallas, you know, and let's just, let's just say it. Steven, he, he doesn't like outside guys. They value their guys. And, and Tyler Biotish is their guy. He's not a guy they benched. Right? He's a guy that did get a little bit better as the year went on. Uh, we'll see what he does year two. This is year three, but year two as a full-time starter. So I would love a J.C. Treader. I, I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, Tom, Isaac is definitely Moe's guy. He interviewed him, which is totally understandable. How I go hard for Micah Parsons because we're from the same hood, essentially. Isaac and Moe, they from the same hood. So, they, you know, I get it. I get it. Josh said you could draft another center from Wisconsin in the fifth round, Jernigan. I tell you what, if they draft another center from Wisconsin, the center position will now become what Boise State is to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas loves Boise State players. Then it'll be a hey, Dallas loves Wisconsin center. Uh, this is an interesting one. Noel beats. We spend money on our our line facts. We spend. Let me scratch out line. We spend money on our own. I can't recall the last time the Cowboys spent money on their offensive line outside besides Leonard Davis. Two thousand seven. I love that pickup, man. Leonard Davis was a beast. Before injuries started started to get on him, Leonard Davis was a freaking mauler, dude. Power, just strong. Big dude. Uh, other than that, after Leonard Davis, I can't think of an outside free agent the Cowboys signed to a long-term deal. Before that, there was Marco Rivera, where, where, where uh, uh, I think it was Bill Parcells was trying to change the organization. He had to change over the bad players to better players than his guys. And then Leonard Davis came out too long after. But I can't remember. Colombo was on. A, I think Colombo was a practice squad guy for a little bit or a backup that came in, tore his leg up. And was it, was it Bill? I forget who it was that said, let's give him a shot. Played that right tackle. Had a, a, a few good years in that same Leonard Davis time frame, I think. And then right at the end of Leonard Davis, you had Doug Free who took Marco Colombo, Mark Colombo's spot. And uh, the rest is history. But other than that, I can't remember no money they spent on these dudes in the last, what was that, like 08, 09-ish with Colombo and Leonard? Last 12 years. They don't do it. Their philosophy is spend money on our guys. Yeah, I remember that, Danny. Marco Marco Rivera messed his back up, which was which sucked, man, because Rivera had a great seat, a great career. Um, did he go into the Hall of Fame? I can't remember. They didn't give money to Brian Waters, Jacob. They signed Brian Waters, but we're talking about we're talking about giving that money that long term. 
I remember the the interior purgatory. Like the interior for a minute during that Romo stint that 2012 or like 2013 or something. Oh my goodness. You had to, Kyle Kozier, salute to Kyle. Uh the Bill Naggies, the Phil Costas, uh Mackenzie Bernadou. You remember him? That might have been the last time we gave money to an interior. Mackenzie Bernadou, the Brian Waters, they couldn't figure it out until it was uh and it might it might have been Will, but I gave Jason Garrett this credit for the Cowboys turnaround on the offensive line back in the day. I gave him credit. I think he came in and said, yeah, listen, y'all got to stop playing with this offensive line. Okay? No Phil Costas, Mackenzie Bernadus, and Kyle Kozier's. Go get you some boys. And that's when they went and got Tyron and then followed it up with Travis and then followed that up with Zach. And then like, oh, and they started to kind of now we value that position. Because before, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Jerry Jones drafted an offensive lineman in the first round before Tyron Smith. Jose laughing at Mackenzie Brown. Y'all remember that? I know I'm bringing up some bad memories, but boy, it was rough. Toby likes Tyler Smith. I do like Sailor. Sell your, I'm saying that wrong. The Georgia Cat. Hey, uh, Professor, how the hell you say his last name? I like him in, in day two. Nate Livings. Oh, come on. Come on now. Nate Livings and them boys. And I was really like, hey, man. We... <laughs> Maybe Nate Livings, Mackenzie Bird, too. It's awful, man. It was awful. Head of the table. Who's head of the table, D-Block? Yeah, that line was trash. But back to Tyler Tyler Smith. No, I would I, I would not want that in the first round. Like, like interior guys in the first round I'm looking at, are obviously, are the top three dudes. I just feel like if they're off the board, that just pushes down other guys that I think will be higher on my board at 24. I've been saying this for months. You're going to be able to get a stud at 24. I, I don't think you have to pigeonhole your guys at 24. But as of today... March 23rd, 2022, here are my top five positions of need. And again, we'll revisit this again as, you know, we're only a week in the free agency, a week and a half in the free agency. This could change again. Got offensive guard, defensive tackle is my top two and linebacker as uh, my top three. There's a running theme here, middle of the team. Whether that be defensively or offensively, I think they need to beef that up, right? Then you get to the skill position at wide receiver because you got question marks with Michael Gallup. When is he going to return? And, you know, his injury history is not the greatest either. You know, I, I root for Michael Gallup. I hope he becomes an absolute beast, never gets hurt, hurt again, and he becomes a wide receiver one type dude. Uh, but didn't have the greatest luck last year. So I think, you know, wide receiver and then James Washington is just a one-year guy, right? And then behind James Washington, there's nothing there really. So that we know of yet. So wide receiver could be something that the Cowboys are looking into, and they probably should be looking into in the top 100. And then offensive tackle. Sellier, thank you. Then the offensive tackle situation. I talked about that at the top of the show. Uh, the depth there is troubled. It's, it's worrisome. And if you really think about it, the starters there, there's question marks. I'm a fan of my second cousin, Terrence Steele. Don't get me wrong. It's my guy. And I've been saying for the last two years, I'll, I'll ride with Tyron Smith to the wheels fall off. But but I think, you know, three of the four wheels have fallen off. 
So, you know, I can't trust Tyron Smith to play 14, 15, 16, 17 games. So tackle to me is, is definitely a need. So that's my top five, man. As we round out this show real quick, give me y'all top five. Now read off. Here's mine once again. Guard, ta- uh, guard, defensive tackle, linebacker, wide receiver, offensive tackle. What's y'all top five? Oh, you just bringing up all these names, Tom. David freaking Arkin. That was a bad time to be a fan, man. Bad time to be a fan. Offensive line was terrible. Toby said, when I look at Billy Turner and Will Fernandez in free agency, Billy, that's the one I, I said, is he is he still available? I would look at him. Will Fernandez, I, not really. I mean, I mean, he's got a nasty attitude to him, but he's he hasn't been all that good. Professor O says his order is the same. Okay. Marcus says kick. You know what? You know what, Marcus Flores Young? You're right. Kicker, kicker is 5B. Five B. Chains just for sky says kicker. Yeah, kicker's up there. Michael says, don't really know what you got in Steel now that he is not chasing Collins. I think we I think we know that Steel can can hold it down. But here's the thing. Now, now the pressure is on Terrence Steele because he's the guy, right? So the, the expectations are different. The expectations last year were Hey, man, we just need you to be better. You a backup. Just play like one. And I thought he played like a starter. Now we need you to play like a starter consistently. Uh, Brandon Royce, and I'll get into the chat. Uh, Brandon Royce says, where'd you go, Brandon? All right, maybe, maybe it wasn't Brandon Royce. Robert Sullivan, old offensive guard, edge, wide receiver, linebacker, DT. I, I, I struggle, Rob, on the edge part. And the reason why... Because that was in my top. In fact, I think I had number two when I went player-wise uh, was a Florida State kid. But because they signed Dante Fowler, I feel like they did their typical thing, right? Hey, we're going to cover our bases. In case we don't get a guy, we're still good. And they still have Golston and Micah and things like that. So that's why I didn't put Edge up there. But that could flip. Uh, Elazar says guard, tackle, linebacker, DT, wide receiver. So he has tackle as number two. All right. Patel, guard, linebacker, DT, wide receiver, kicker. So he took off tackle and put on kicker. Technically, kicker is definitely up there. Duro says, one, two, three, need offensive line, period. Guard and linebacker. One thing that I can can see here looking at all you guys' list is that linebacker, and guard or consensus top two, top three. And I would agree. Sub just blaze. I would agree. We'll get some more draft folk up in here and talk specific players um, and, and see where they fit. Because the beauty of this year is that there's so the field is wide open in regards to where Dallas can take a guy at. Where last year you kind of had it narrowed down to like five prospects, right? Cowboys are picking at 10 with the opportunity to trade up a few spots if need be because they did that before around that that pick spot. Uh, but this year, man, it's wide open. And I think Cowboys, the Cowboys have a potential to get a blue chipper at 24. 
I do. As the B said, pretty much your list, but could QB two or kicker be in the question? Um, I, I kind of jokingly said kicker was five B, but I mean they really don't have one. QB two. I'm I'm always for one of two things: veteran guy as a quarterback two, or and this is what this is what my guy JC Jeff Cavanaugh put me on last year, Cowboys Nation. JC said I'm all about. Getting me an undrafted guy that runs. I said, what you mean? He said, listen, if I just need a QB2 to come in for a couple series or a game, I need to know that if it breaks down, he can make a play. And I was like, you know what? That's something that's interesting. So he's like, get me one of those guys that the, the NFL looks at and says, oh, he's a running quarterback. As my backup. And I was like, it's an interesting thought process. But one of the things I know for sure that I've been consistent about for years is that I would like my backup quarterback to be in the similar mode as my starter. So I don't have to change too much. Now, interestingly enough, Dak Prescott is not the runner he once was. Probably due to the injury. Uh, And I'm hoping he can regain some of that. But I love what uh, the Ravens have done under Lamar Jackson. They get almost a similar style quarterback that right behind Lamar Jackson. That's kind of how I view it. You want me to throw up, Jacob? You have that in Ben DiNucci. Get out of here. Shut up. Say it again. Say something else. Oh. Get out of here, Jacob. Say something else. We've seen that already. <laughs> All right, man. With that said, Cowboys Nation, this has been a good show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure if you missed the show, you run it back on Spotify on Google Cast or Apple Podcasts, or if you want to run back to visual, you can do that as well here on YouTube. Uh, follow me on... That was interesting. Follow me on Twitter, at Skywalker Still. I will keep up to date on... Keep you guys up to date if I can on what's happening around the league and around Cowboys Nation. It's been a little bit slow. That's why all we got is the punter news and and, and the Bobby Wagner situation. And we're we're kind of hitting that now. They signed their two guys. They played their free agency hand. So maybe next week or end of this week, we'll get another, you know, second, third wave type free agents and then see what happens, man. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, Matish. We're getting close to 15K. We are definitely getting close to 15K. So do me a favor if you guys can uh, share this with your your friends, family, and foes if you enjoy the show, which I know you guys do. Um, maybe they will as well. And we hit that 15K mark. That's the goal prior to free. I'm sorry, prior to the draft. And then. It's a very good chance I'll be at the draft, and that'll be fun. And then post-draft, we're trying to hit 20K. want to hit 20K, all right? That's that's the goal. That is the goal. All right, Cowboys Nation, I'm going to hit this button so we can get the heck on out of here, and y'all can enjoy your hump day. Appreciate you guys for joining us. Check out Mauricio Rodriguez later tonight. A to Z Sports, prime time. Hit up A2ZSportsDallas.com for all your latest and greatest from our fantastic writers. And I'll be back here tomorrow. 8.15-ish. Ish. Y'all know me. Love y'all. We out of here. Peace. Shout out to the My God Professor O.
get your damn act together.